Hello and welcome to Real Estate and the Adventures of Parenthood with Cindy Pressgrace and we got Anisha Perez today. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. You're, you're welcome. So today we're going to be talking about the options in this market. A lot of people are thinking that this is 2008, that interest rates are going to, are, are skyrocketing, which is true. But same time is, do you really have to pay that seven or eight percent with the interest rate in this market? Let's talk about like what type of options you guys have and do you guys have options? Anisha, what is really going on in this market and what are, what's happening? So essentially the simplest way I can put it is inflation is happening. Um, and it's getting a little bit out of control. So to combat that, the Federal Reserve is raising rates to make – then when they raise rates, they mean like bank-to-bank, bank, um, you know, borrowing of money. That's the rates they affect, but that that trickles down to everything else because where do businesses and everybody gets their money is from banks. So, um, so it normally when the Fed rates go up, the mortgage rates – aren't affected the same. But in this case, because we are in an impending recession, then we are seeing a effect, but it's across the board. And that's really what's affecting the housing market. It's not the houses themselves. It's just the market as a whole. Um, so that's, that's the background of it. So I, I understand like, okay, so the whole, um, Fed reserves and inflation's going on and people are like, oh no, you know what? I'm just waiting for the market to crash. And that's one of the reasons that I have buyers held and sellers that the only, the sellers that are selling is because they have to, because there's moving, there's different things going on, divorces, babies, I mean, and all that. But do they really have to go with that market's interest rate? No, um, we have this great program. It's called the, Temporary seller buy down of two one percent. So that means that the seller normally sellers can give concessions, and there's limits to how much the seller can help a buyer, um, you know, towards their closing costs and everything. But in this specific program, the seller can give to the buyer a sort of escrow account to pay. Um, for this, the buyer to buy down their rate um, the for, for two years. So the first year, the rate would be two percentage points lower than the market rate. So if it's seven, then it'd be around 5%. And then the, the second year, it would be only one percentage point lower than the market. So then it would go up to 6% at that point. At the third year, the year three to 30, that's where you would know what your payments would be at that 7% that you would originally have gotten with any other bank. But um, that really gives the borrowers two full years to wait for rates to get better and refinance. And the good thing about that is that when recessions happen, rates come back, come down. So that's, we're just kind of waiting for that to happen eventually. But, um, when that happens, that's why I'm telling all my buyers to take advantage of it now. 
take advantage of this program because when that happens, it, when once rates do come down, um, then at that point, there's going to be a whole bunch of buyers. And we know how that went in 2020 when rates were super low. I completely understand. And believe me, you know what? I, I mean, I've been an agent for almost five years now. And it's just like, I mean, back in 2018, I mean, you were seeing there was an impact there, but it was not like that great versus like now it's just like, wow, you know what? It's crazy. Let's go ahead and just we need to buy. But why are buyers like do you have you seen like a lot of buyers that like they just cease and stop like, you know, what? I'm not going to do this. I don't want to I don't want to buy right now just because I feel like the market is going to crash. Yeah, I'm getting a mix mix. There's some buyers that are still, you know, like I got to buy. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll refinance later. Like those are great. They're going to take, they're going to have a huge growth in, in equity. And then I have other buyers that are, yeah, I can't, um, we, we want to wait until, until things calm down. So it just I depends. Mean, I would say like there's, there's a cost of waiting for mortgage rates to go down. I mean, if you see there's an article on, on KMC, Keeping current matters as they say, you know what, the cost of waiting for mortgage to mortgage rates to go down is, you know, mortgage rates have increased significantly in the recent weeks. I mean, if you see the the difference between January and now, I mean, it's been a major, major uh, change completely. Yeah, that's the thing. Home values are going to continue to increase. Um, so the same house now. If you were, let's say you're like, okay, well, two years of a higher interest rate, that's nothing compared to what you're going to have to pay a year from now for that same house. Like this, the difference in what you're coming out of pocket. Will sellers be okay with giving as many concessions as now? Those kind of situations, um, where, yeah, right now, sellers may be more off to giving seller concessions, but Will they, will they in six months? Will they in a year? Um, so that out-of-pocket cost really is a big deal because as recession and inflation continues, that money in your pocket is going to be worth less and less. So, um, so here there's, uh, I'm, I'm actually reading, there's an article that I'm going to actually talk about here. The impact of rising mortgage rates, which is like, you know, as mortgage rates rise, they impact your purchasing power by rising the cost of a buy, of buying a home and limiting how much you can comfortably afford. And this is how they, they explain it. I mean, completely. I mean, right now, I mean, and this is what I said at the beginning of the year, interest rates are going to be in the eight or nine by the end of the year. And right now we're in, we just became in October. And in October, we're looking at a seven, seven percent, even 7.5 percent. Anisha, you're a lender. What, what are you seeing as interest rates? The, I mean, the national averages are around seven, around seven percent. Um, if you Google it, that's, that's the national average. So, um, and yeah, I could go up to eight, nine percent by the end of the year. Um, but it, and it, they're, the Fed's not seeing that, in, that inflation's gonna go down. They're seeing, they're saying that inflation's gonna go down by maybe two to three percent by January, cause they're gonna be so aggressive with race, rising rates. And what a lot of buyers don't think about as, is that when that's impending, that rise in rates and that increase, that's also going to affect 
renters. That rent is going to go up and it can go up at any time. Um, it doesn't have to wait till a lease renews, correct? Uh, well, yes, they do have to wait till a lease renews completely. Let's say, for instance, if you're in a month to month and you're kind of yeah. screwed. But then again, think about this and I'll actually do a TikTok video on this. Like, how much interest rate are you paying with your rent? That's a great question. 100%. Think about it. A hundred percent. Right. But then you're talking about, you know, the interest rate that you're paying for a house. But there's a difference between having a house, owning a house and just throwing your money away, which is basically renting. Yes, you do need to live in a place. But my my question is, are you being wise with that money? Are you being wise with that? Are you building wealth for your future? Right. I have a lot of other um, options right now to homeowners is um, home equity lines of credit because they did decide to buy that house. So right now, let's say someone is one of the spouses is unemployed and they don't have that whole household income anymore. The one the spouse that is employed can take that line of credit out for their house to pay off that big, that car loan with a high interest rate or those credit cards that are piling up. So that house is not just a house. Uh, rent, or if you rent a place, it's just a rental. You, you can't even put, you know, stuff up on the wall or else you're going to lose your deposit. But if you own your house, you have the option of, hey, this equity can do something for me. That That is completely correct, too. So I'm looking here, going back to the, you know, medium sales price or, you know, affordability on, on houses. I mean, yes, but if you're trying to shop at a price point and keep your monthly payments between around 2500 and 2600 or below, I mean, your purchasing power has completely decreased, especially if you're looking at a eight hundred, $900,000 home and now with a 7.5% at a $450,000 house, you're looking at over $3,000 a month. But in this case, I would say there are options and you're going to be like, okay, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Okay. There's also the buy down program. But now if you go into building new build, uh, building houses, like there's like the builders are actually having more lenders at the same time. They're buying like right now. So the community that I, I live in is Chafin. Chafin, um, Chafin builders and they're, they, they told me this morning, they're like, Cindy, we have $10 million to buy down rates and they're bringing down the rate to 4.25%, which is they want to, they want to sell you a home. They want you to have a home. Yeah. And right now it's in some of these prices, you can actually negotiate with builders. It depends on how savvy your agent is as well. What can you negotiate and what can be done? But that's the thing. You work with builders. You know the ins and outs of how and when to do that. Um, so that's where, I mean, what, how, how would you, how would they even know that that's an option if they don't talk to you, you know? But then again, it's about not even talking to me. It's about, finding the right agent that is willing to work with you and knowing and having that, um, how to say this? Like it's, it's about not going to say, Hey, you know, I don't need an agent. An agent is free to you. If you put it this way, 
right now there's a lot of incentives out there. Right now there's, I mean, like the program that you have, Anisha, is the buy down program. I mean, and what other programs do you do? Are um, have you guys come up with to help buyers and sellers in this case? What I, we're looking forward to, um, and there's been talking about it. They've been talking about the 40 year mortgage instead of the 30 year. Um, I know there there are banks that are doing those. So if I mean that's that's also a thing that could possibly become more popular, but that is and that's not mainstream yet. But that's the only way I see, you know, with the home prices continuing to increase. Um, that's the only way I see people being able to afford, you know, average everyday person going for a two, you know, three hundred thousand. If rates stay where they are, you know, because something has to change. So now my question is, what about like the, okay, so we're in the state of Georgia, for those of you who are listening. Now my question is, and I know Anisha is in different states as well. She's licensed. Um, my question would be is, what type of other programs do you guys have, like, you know, first-time home buyers program, or is like, the, like here in Georgia, we have the Georgia Dreams, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have, um, obviously, the first-time home buyer programs. We also have down payment assistance. Those are becoming more and more popular because of the sellers being more more likely to pay towards closing costs. Because some of those programs, though they help with the down payment, um, they they charge extra fees on the back end. So for the seller to pay for those fees really helps um, more buyers be able to afford homes. So those are becoming popular as well. And that's good then. I mean, I would say... Um, yeah, I mean, we still have the VA loan. We have the USDA. I mean, there's the conventional loans too. There's different type of loans and all that. Um, besides the one, the first time home buyers and all that, how, what would you say is the best loan? And I know it's, it depends on the situation and circumstance of each person. Yeah. What the one that I would suggest right now, if, if someone can work remotely, I would say USDA. Only because because home values have increased so rapidly, um, then appraisal values are coming in. You know, where for a while it was where appraisal values weren't really meeting what people were willing to pay, and um, so now there's enough appraisals out there where the home values are kind of matching to to what's expected. And with USDA, if they're willing to live out, you know, away from the city and they work remotely. Um, you can actually, if the value is there, you can roll in closing costs into the, the mortgage according to the, the value of the home. So you can actually borrow more to pay for closing costs. So that's another good option. Okay. So, I mean, it, it would be coming down to talking to an agent and talking to a lender that is knowledgeable and saying, okay, what are your options? Where do you want to be? What do you want? What are you looking for? And what is your end goal? Is it being a homeowner or just being a home renter? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, can't remember who said it, but I mean, people talk about creating, um, college funds for their kids when in reality buying that investment property is gonna, it would be the biggest investment for, you know, for a child way above a college fund. Oh yeah, definitely. I totally agree that with that because I mean, they have, I mean, that's passive income. By the time they're 18, 
they're almost done paying the house. And I mean, it's just like, it's a great investment. It's going to be way cheaper than what it is today Even or tomorrow. Living in a dorm, living in a dorm is expensive too, you know? So that's, that's what we hope to do here soon as well for our kids. Just so that, because we can now, will we be able to later on? We don't know. Yeah. I agree with that. Just building that passive income for your child. Mm-hmm. So what are you seeing on the, um, like on the new construction thing? I didn't know about, about that as far as like paying down points. Um, um so there, it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, the incentives that new construction is, are offering. I mean, I had buy down. It was like a three point something, 3.875 or something. I, I would actually have to look at it. I mean, there's a lot of builders out there that are actually offering like, okay, what do you want? What do you need? And they're actually, I mean, the buyer agents are getting paid more now, meaning that, hey, you know what? You got the four, you got the 5% for buyer's agents out there now versus when it was like during the the whole, you know, hey, 25 offers, we need a house, we need a house. They were trying to cut commission. They were trying to eliminate those buyer agents. So now it's just like, okay, so now can we actually build a relationship with that? Okay, let's even negotiate the price of the house. I can negotiate this. What can we do for you? Hey, there's a cup of coffee. Do you need some wine? I will bring you some wine for you. So this is how builders are acting with us now. As I mean, I'm a buyer's agent. I'm a listing agent, so I'm a little bit of both. But I build a good relationship with everybody. But at the same time, it's just like, people, if you're going to buy a house, don't buy it by yourself. Don't go with an agent. See what the best deal it is for you. And don't just be satisfied as, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do this 7% because there's options out there. Don't go with the first agent. Do your homework. See what options, like I said, see what options you have out there. See if that's the best benefit. If not, then, I mean, sorry, Anisha, but um, new construction. But then again, can you, what can you get a new construction? Who can you talk to? Are you going in blindside and saying, oh, here, because if you go by yourself, let's say, for instance, if you go by yourself, they're going to go ahead and say, here, fill out the application. That's it. They'll send you to a lender. But are you, can, do you have the power to negotiate? Of course not. Yeah, you can negotiate and all that, but the question is, are they going to take you serious and are they going to even negotiate with you? Like if I, if I go in there, they'll be like, okay, it's, it's, it's Cindy. Let's, let's see what, let's see what, let's see what it can be like. Okay. So what are you going to do for me? Okay. So, I mean, it will be easier because I've already built a relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, at that price point, that's, that's where the new constructions are, you know, and then that's, that opens doors for people in that price point. And that's, that's amazing. I didn't know about that. Um, but then people that are in a lower price point that are really could benefit from that two one buy down because there's two types of buying down. There's regular paying down of a rate that, that doesn't do as much change as a seller buy down would. So. And that's important because then when you're looking at resales, because now you're seeing houses that are under 200,000 that you are not even looking or seeing up in, oof, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. So, they wouldn't even uh, make it for very long online. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be like, hey, you know what? Wait, is there a house there? Wait, what? Oh, wait, oh, it's, it's gone. No, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, I thought I saw a ghost, but yeah, it's not there. But that's the thing. And it's just like now today, it's just like, mm, now what do I do? Now how can I get that client? Because remember those clients that were in the 300, 400, 500,000 now are down to the 250,000, the 300,000 or below that, even the 200,000. So mm-hmm. because the rate has gone up so much, but then again, there's always different ways. There's loopholes. I always say there's always loopholes for, for different situations and scenarios is how much money do you have? Can we negotiate that with a seller? And how desperate is that seller to sell? Yeah. So, Anisha, is there anything else that you want to say or talk about? I mean, I, the, it really is an individual, you know, situation basis. So, if anyone's like on the fence and listening to this, like it really is, it doesn't cost and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anybody to just talk and see where you're at and where you need to be. Even if you were pre-approved last year, it could look a hundred percent different right now. And you really want to know where you're at now. Um, I just, if you're on the fence, like I would say, take advantage of the situation now. It's a little bit trickier, but it really is still a win-win for those that can qualify and i completely agree with that so i mean if you guys have any questions or anything anisha i'm going to put your information on my on below anisha where can they actually contact you if they if they don't look at the information on on the uh on the podcast information so we're a husband wife team so you can go to samteamloans.com or um you can um Call or text us at 404-962-0032. Thank you. And this is Cindy Pressphrase with Cindy's Realty Group. Oh, wait. Sorry. This is my podcast. Oh, my gosh. So this is Real Estate and the Adventures of Parenthood. So today I was talking a little bit about, but if you guys need me, I mean, you guys can go to my website, cindysrealtygroup.com, or reach out to me at 678-650-1425. 678-650-1425. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.